This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to TMZ Live and Happy New Year. Harvey Levin here. Charles here. Happy New Year. <clears throat> so um, we will start the new year out in separate beds. Nothing. Not us. <laughs> Not, I mean, but yes, us. <laughs> so uh, here's the deal. Cameron Diaz has the secret to a successful marriage, and she thinks part of that marriage has to do with you sleeping here and her sleeping there. I don't get it. It's just such an intriguing thing. You so are telling on yourself way too much. Well, no, no, no. I mean, this is, an, uh, this is a really interesting thing about two people who are together, two people who are partners, that everybody thinks the conventional way of doing it is you live in the same house, you sleep in the same bed. Mm -hmm. She doesn't feel that way. Uh, no, she does not feel that way and spoke about it uh, on a podcast, she was on with uh, Molly Sims. The podcast is called uh, Lipstick on the Rim. And this is uh, Cameron's idea of the perfect marriage. It is far from traditional. We should normalize like separate bedrooms. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. What about it? If you're, you're true, you're like, I would just meet. And that's the, to By me, way, like, I would literally, like, I have my house, you have yours. We have the family house in the middle. I will go and sleep in my my room. You go sleep in your room. I'm fine. I, I'm can I say something? Like we, and we have the bedroom in the middle that we can <laughs> yeah. convene in yeah. for, you know, yeah. this is a relationship. bad headline. You should not. <laughs> I've already said it. No. Yeah, she's already I've already said it. No, I should tell you something up before. But by the way, <laughs> I don't feel wrong. that way now because my husband is so wonderful. I have said that before I got married. Uh -huh. So, so wait a minute. This Hold is on. She tried to walk it back because I think. They said, this is not going to be a good headline. She's like, oh, whoa, whoa, wait, what I meant it, it, was. It's just a little hoity-toity that you have your house, I have mine, and we have one in the middle. That's not the point. The scale, point it, scale it down scale to it normal down, people. Scale it down to sleeping in the same bedroom. Right. I know somebody, who, two people, who have been married for more than three decades, and they have never lived together. That is one, how many people do you know, Harvey? That's one couple okay. where it works for them. And then I know okay. a, and then so that's an anecdote. And then I know a lot of people who, who wish who, they weren't who in sleep this. in the same room <laughs> and they got divorced, okay? So that's what I know. Yeah, but you you also know people who sleep in the same room and have gotten divorced. So look, there are people I, I just don't get no, it doesn't make sense. What what you're 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 you you're you're viewing things very narrowly. It doesn't mean where you can't have you, a so where it doesn't you, mean you can't have a relationship. Before you even get to sex, so where are you like just talking to each other? Where are you actually living together as a couple if that's what you're doing? And no, that's no. exactly what everyone is saying online. Everyone online is like, what? How does this make sense? If you want to get a divorce, just say that. But it's they're not saying that. what are the perks to marriage then if you're not even sleeping together and cuddling and being cute? Um, and a lot of people are saying too, like, look, obviously with her saying like, oh, you have a separate house or you even have a separate room. A lot of people don't have access or like an extra room yeah, to Yeah, never mind a house. A lot of people to. don't have three bedrooms right. that they exactly, can. Exactly, exactly. But, uh, uh, but they're okay, saying. Okay, but the point but is, if saying, you can, if you can. 
But okay. they're if saying a one one thing that actually might work and might help with any kind of like argument is having a separate bathroom. They're saying that's what she should have been harping on. Having a separate bathroom, that definitely makes a difference. Does but Johnny, having a separate does, room, you're uh, taking on. the romance out. Does, does Johnny snore? Referring Johnny to snores, Charlie's and yes, husband. I do kick him to the couch sometimes. But that's okay, not well, that's because the I don't love that's him. The that's, the, that's the gateway. <laughs> You she kick him to say, the couch. But she didn't say it was because of snoring purposes. She's like, oh no, he has his own room. I have my own house. She said it in like a very, with a very different intent. By I, the way, she did, like you guys said, she did kind of walk it back in yeah. the end. And remember, she also has said in the past that she didn't even like the idea of marriage until she met her her now husband, Benji right. Madden. So, but so, so she Benji's like, why are you bringing up ideals. this old theory but your again? Point, your if I'm Benji, I'm going like, wait, is there something we need to talk about? Your point's ridiculous that you're saying, what's what the point? point? What you're saying, what's That's the point of marriage? ridiculous no, point. No, 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 because you're saying, if, if, you, we're not gonna if sleep, you have a separate bed. If we're not going to sleep in the same bedroom, we're not going to have. So you have no right. And we're not going to have pillow talk. Then we're just dating, and no, you can be in your worse. house. You can, you can be in your house, house and I'll be in my house. No, you live together, and we'll still. see each other. You we'll go interact on dates, together, and we'll go still. out on dates a couple nights no, a week. It's, we're, not a bit. we're not talking about Harvey, that. You are still Harvey, interacting. If you no, you know, if you're interacting, you're not sleeping in the same room. You know what that is? You're just roommates. You're not even no, a couple. Why even true. be a couple? Listen, when I was in college, we would all sit in the in the in the, in the, in the living room. We'd watch TV. And then everyone would go sleep in their own beds. You guys, we are, were roommates. You guys are just looking at things so narrowly and traditionally that, uh, like I said at the top, you have told on yourself a little too. No, much. I'm not telling on myself. I'm just saying you got to be open. Not it's not for everybody. But again, I know I, I know this couple. And Charlie just said she kicks Johnny to the curb because she's not comfortable in the same bed the when, curb, he's when he snores. Well, he's on the curb. Just when couch he's snoring, I have to be here at 6 a.m. It's I, hard. I, I mean, understand my beauty, that. My beauty are you more uh, when 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 he goes to the sofa? Are you more comfortable and can you sleep better? Yes. I rest my case. <laughs> I'm Ryan. I'm from Scotland, and honestly, I think it's a perfectly normal idea. I mean. Some people are a nightmare to sleep with, like people with restless leg syndrome, people that are loud snorers, like you mentioned, cover hogs. Cover hogs are the worst. And I'm saying this as one myself. I, I know it's a nightmare. So if you have two separate bedrooms, you know, you can still come to each other's bedrooms some nights. Have the have your romance, not if you're loving a different room, but just you know, sleep in your own way. And if you've got to get up at different times, perfect. There, there are like, you guys are talking there, about there, a different there are like thing. You're talking about sleep disorders. That's a different I know. issue. This guy is the best Skyper we've had all month. <laughs> this guy is awesome. We are going to move on. Yes, uh, to Guy Fieri, who has an interesting... Um, oh God, that rule looks, for that parenting. Looks so good. We're talking about his parenting, not okay. about his cooking. Okay, but that looks um, really good. Although I guess it sort of overlaps. That looks really good. He, he talked to a uh, guy who was talking to Fox Digital uh, about um, a rule he has in his house regarding. Look, guy is extremely successful. He, he just, just signed a hundred million dollar contract with Food Network. Right. So he's also very wealthy. Um, he has. There are three kids he's raising. Uh, one of them uh, belongs to his late uh, sister. But he's raising these three kids, and he has a rule for them that is not necessarily sitting well. It has to do with their education and his money. My dad says, when I die, you can expect that I'm going to die broke, and you're going to be paying for the funeral. And I told my boys, none of this that, we've been, that I've been building are you going to get unless you come and take it from me. 
My youngest son, Ryder, is a senior in high school, getting ready to graduate, uh, or you know, going to graduate in the spring. And he's like, Dad, this is so unfair. I haven't even gone to college yet. And you're already pushing that I got to get an MBA. He says, can I just get through college? I'm like, hey, you know, it's if you want, Shaq said it best. Shaq said it about his kids one time. He says, if you want any of this cheese, you got to give me two degrees. Well, my two degrees mean, you know, postgraduate. So they're on their way. I don't know about this. Two, I gotta so say, you got to have two degrees. You got to have two degrees. So you got to get a BA and then you got to get some kind of a master's or JD right. or something. I, I, I like Guy. I know Guy I a little guy. bit. I think he's a good dad and all that. But this is so misguided in my opinion. I mean, look, if you want to go and you want to become a physician or you want to become a, a, an attorney, I understand schooling is something that you need. You need you need a college degree. But there are so many jobs out there. You have We're having this big debate about student loans. You've got millions and millions of students who graduate with this crippling debt and they end up getting a job not even okay, in the field. But that's, hold on, but, that, but Mike, that's not going to be guys, kids, they're not going to have crippling debt. But, he's going to go, but, they're going to go to school. They're going to go to school. He's going to pay for it. Why he's paying for them if he, only, if, he, if he only goes but to college. Why are we making it seem like the only way to be successful, we're, we're the not only saying, measure of success He's not saying is, that's for everybody. He's saying that for my kids, this is what so, I want. So Gunnar would not be proud of his kids if they were to start their own business. Here's the problem I have with this. That, yes, if he wants his kids to get a master's degree or a JD or an whatever, that's fine. But the fact is, if you're if you're dangling this carrot and saying you're not going to inherit my money unless you get two degrees, they may get the two degrees for the wrong reason. That you know y- you should go because you're motivated to become a doctor. But in, or, or, or in order to get those right? degrees, they have to learn something. And they and I, I, I listen. I think this is brilliant. Yeah. He has dangled the carrot and said, "Go to school and you're going to get this." But while they're getting the schooling, they may actually decide, you know what? I want to be a doctor. I want to be. Uh, Charles, uh, I want to be a research. Don't follow, uh, what, if, what if they don't follow what they're actually passionate about and they go to school? Imagine no, if Guy Fieri had gone this to college. Is, is, no, and he's right. Followed he's absolutely passion. right. He's well, absolutely well, hold right. Hold on, but then they could they could certainly say to him, you know what? I've decided I want to do this, and I don't need to go and get two degrees for that. It's like he's and I'm going to be happy doing that. But then, he's, the but then they're cut out. Dollars. But then they're cut out. Okay, but they want to be happy. But okay, they but, want to be happy doing what they're doing. But so I would, make, I would assume that guy wants him to that's be happy too. But I understand that's that. a choice for them. But why would that sounds reminiscent? Of <laughs> but <laughs> but but it's. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is a choice. You can choose to go get your two degrees and get dad's inheritance or you have something you really want to do. But I don't think he wants to present it as that kind of a choice. I think what he's saying is... I think is, he did present it. Well, I know, but I think when you really think it through, if this kid has a passion that doesn't involve graduate school, guy should allow him to inherit. Guy, you're doing exactly what you should do. It's your, they're your kids. You raise them however you want. It's a choice. I love it. Hi, I am Latoya, and I'm actually from Ohio, and I do not agree. What is the point as a parent of making all this money if the children can't enjoy the fruits of you being a good parent? I do not agree. Uh, they're going to go to school, and Dad's going to pay for it. They are enjoying the fruits. Oh, speaking of they food. They are definitely enjoying the speaking fruits. Speaking fruits. Go back to the picture of that food. That Wait. looked delicious. Oh, the, when he had the table. Yes. Full. Oh, my God, that looks good. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry have been making noise about coming back to coming to LA, right? They want to be they want to closer be the, to the action. Yeah, uh, and everyone has thought that this means that Meghan is going to get uh, more serious about 
getting back into acting, getting into Hollywood. Well, she has a role, and you're about to see it. She is acting again <laughs> for a commercial, uh, a coffee commercial. But the weird thing is, by far, you're going to see the ad here, but Meghan Markle is by far the, I think, the only famous person here, but they did not highlight it, and for a reason, though. for a very clear reason. I want to give a huge shout out to our amazing, clever team here at HQ. Without them, we are nothing. Off the filming crew, lovingly packing your lattes. We've been listening to Britney on loop since 2019. All very smart, only slightly nerdy digital team, making sure the website doesn't crash again like it did last year. Finally, the glue that literally holds us all together. Our incredible, resilient fulfillment team that have helped make 2023 such a big success. So no. they, they finally, I mean, if you weren't looking for her, if we didn't tell you, you wouldn't have seen her until but the end. Until walked into frame. Until the end. They so it's Meghan Markle sure. in this coffee commercial. She actually has a stake in this coffee company, it's along a, with Oprah and some Santa others. Barbara, yeah. yeah. But I think this is her entree back. By the way, she messed, messed this up. They missed the fist bump. And she smiled, but they kept it in. <laughs> okay, this is absolutely not her comeback. She doesn't deliver one line in this. This is just a marketing That's play. Hot. This isn't her doing a Suits reboot or anything close to that. It's opening mm. the door. Suits is a huge hit now on Netflix. Right. And I she's mean, well aware of how popular it is. And they have taken their lumps with Netflix, with Spotify. They've the been book. dragged with the book and everything yeah. else. The one place she can go back to where people will totally embrace her is acting. And with Suits, as popular as it is right now, this is the time I to think strike. it's the time to strike. And I think by doing what she did, and then people are looking and saying, oh, that was really cute, that was really fun, it opens that door. The iron and the coffee are hot right now. Yes. Hey, what's up? I'm Lady T from Baltimore. And I have to say, honestly, at first I was bad when I saw this uh, ad because I was like, nobody puts Megan in a corner. But <laughs> as I calmed down, I have to say, I kind of like it. After seeing this, I really do like it. And, you know, we wanted to see her get back into acting. So, look, a win is a win. We got to take our wins when we can, you know? What you just said is exactly the point. It's she's being embraced. It's fun. She's not getting dragged for it. And I'm dragging her a little bit for that fist bump. Suits I just is a like, huge hit. I'm telling take, you. It could have been a take two. I got it. There probably was a take two, but they like this take. It's <laughs> not like they didn't, it's not like they ran out of money to, to film it. Thank God. <laughs> Let's go 30,000 feet in the air. Ah, yes. Oh, to our good friends at Frontier Airlines. We're, we're I was Frontier Airlines. Frontier. I know, you said, were. You and were. I said, it is not their fault. They are, their planes are the same as everybody else's. Okay, fast forward to But we got to show you this video now of another passenger meltdown, or I don't know if meltdown is the right word, because you know that point when you're on the plane and you want it, maybe you have to go to the bathroom, but you're not allowed to get up yet? Right. Well, there was a woman on this flight uh, that was bound for Philadelphia, left from uh, somewhere in Florida, but bound for Philadelphia, this woman wanted to go to the bathroom. Florida to Philly, what could go wrong? <laughs> well, she was not allowed to go to the bathroom yet. A flight attendant blocked her, and this was her reaction. I'm ready for here. Oh my. Sorry, everybody. Are you serious? Oh my God. 
I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh. I want to know what that guy is texting right there. I want to know what he's texting after he very hurriedly picked up his backpack. He's like, I don't want her peeing on my backpack. Oh, my God. You started texting. I think at this point, Frontier Airlines needs to give passengers a disclaimer that something they've never seen happen before <laughs> will is likely happen. happen will likely happen on this flight. Or better, uh, or better still, when they when when they give make the announcement before they take off that you the exit doors are here. If you want to pee, don't pee here. It's like this is this is like Springer Airlines. Well, on on okay. top of this woman popping a squat, she <laughs> allegedly also threatened to kill somebody. I mean, think about the kids the, on this during flight. the argument afterward, right? Yeah, there was a heated argument between her and several other passengers. Uh, right after that, because uh, understandably, like people were saying, there were kids nearby. Yeah, and even if there weren't kids nearby, it doesn't it's matter. Jeez, I mean, they're they're concerned about the kids because of the nudity. Well, of course, but, but everybody, hygiene. you know what I mean? Hygiene-wise, it doesn't matter if there were kids. That's just. And again, I want to say I'm gonna. I know I did it yesterday. I know I feel bad I'm for the airline. They're not. not they're not promoting fault. this. They don't encourage. They're this not at promoting all. it. The poor flight attendant was just there doing her job, and then next thing she's got someone. Do they get battle pay for this? I mean, I'm, I'm, they I, I mean, it's like God it's, when you sign up. I, I hate to say it. I agree with you. I feel bad for the airline. Yeah. But my God, it's now a thing. Hi, I'm Rudy Ledbetter from Fort Smith, Arkansas. This was a scream from attention. Aside from threatening to kill other passengers, pulling down your pants and threatening to pee in the aisle of a plane mid-flight is absolutely insane. PB Patty might find more chances for roadside bathrooms <laughs> if she's placed on the no-fly list. Okay, five million, I... five million people are flying this holiday weekend. Um, what are the chances we're gonna see something tomorrow I think pretty high. It's a think very good, pretty good chance. I will say, the last time I was flying, I had to go to the bathroom so badly, and they'd just taken off. Did you squat? And no, I never, <laughs> I never ever entered my mind that I'm just gonna pull my pants down and pee here. It never entered my mind. I mean, I, I just don't. It's just unbelievable. So we've seen a lot of uh, celebrity memoirs come out this year um, where people start talking about past relationships. Uh, Britney Spears did it. John Stamos also did it and said some things that I don't care how you look at it. It's not positive, the things that he said about Rebecca Romaine, his ex-wife. Married to for 10 years, I believe. I believe that there was a, a reference that the word devil was used. So that's never positive. And that's just among other things. Right, so the question is, should you give people a heads up when you're writing a book and you're gonna mention things that happened and you're gonna bring up their name? Um, I think we have the perfect person to, uh, to weigh in on this. And that would be the current husband of Rebecca Romaine. That is Jerry O'Connell. And he is joining us right now. Jerry, welcome back to TMZ Live. How you doing, man? Hey, Jerry. Guys, I'm in a massage chair at the airport. Oh, yeah, it's really <laughs> feeling good here at Philadelphia International, everyone. So, um, boy, you really... First of all, let me just say, <laughs> I, I have a little bone to pick with you guys. This okay, headline, okay. this this Chiron that's underneath me, is Jerry a little O'Connell misleading. speaks out on John Stamos's memoir. memoir. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a little, it's a little misleading. I'm not speaking on it. I was doing an interview yesterday uh, with Good Day New York, and afterwards, uh, Charles Harvey, one of your associates, was outside yes, and asked Celine. me about this. Mm -hmm. So I didn't speak out about it. I was asked about it, and then I 
spoke about it. So, you know what, Jerry, I want to give you credit because you're right. When Celia asked you the question, she actually didn't say John Stamos. She just said she made it general, but you knew what she was talking about and you, and you graciously answered. Well, yeah, I don't want to give you guys a fake answer where I dance around stuff. But at the same time, I, you know, I follow you guys on social media. Everyone was like, oh, this guy's still talking about that. I'm not still talking about that. I was asked about that. Correct. And, uh, you, you know, Charles Harvey, we're friends. I work for the Fox stations. Oh, hold on a second. It's a part of the massage work. It goes like this. Oh, oh my God. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. That television show. Listen, my God, Jerry Stool is barely like. Would you I turn the damn relaxed. thing? Oh, turn my. it off. <laughs> I'm so sorry. All my wife's exes are writing stories about her, and I need to be relaxed. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, that is that all it takes? Okay. Good diversion. Right. Okay. Good, di good diversion. Good diversion. Okay. So let, 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 let me try. Jerry, as you're reconfiguring, I want to ask you a question. Sure. Just. What do you think about the fact that John Stamos wrote this, never consulted her, and, and said some negative things, never giving her a heads up? You know, it's not my place to comment on how do I feel about it, you know? Um, I can tell you how my wife felt about it, okay? And from what I observed, my wife was, um, my wife was bummed out. I think it was um, I think it was a bummer for my wife. Can you go a little further? What was she upset about that she didn't get the heads up? What he said in the book? Was there anything in particular? You know, I can only speak for myself. Me personally, I think there's some things that uh, you know should be private. But listen, I, I, I also I don't want to say I'm not black. I read your headlines. Jerry O'Connell blasts John Stamos. I'm not blasting anybody. I don't want any beef with anybody. Um, hey, listen, if uh, if Prince Harry is writing books about pretty personal stories, I think anybody can do what they want. It's a it's a free world. You can do whatever you want. But would I personally I would I would never it would never be something I would do. I, I just I can say with absolute certainty I would never talk about any ex uh i just wouldn't now here we were saying that you wouldn't write one um i guess the question is if you did is it appropriate though just to give someone a, a call or an email is to say hey just so you know i'm writing this book i'm sharing my experience i understand you may not agree with it but i just wanted to give you a heads up it just feels like that's a courtesy that you should do in John Stamos's defense, maybe he was trying to be polite, and not call another guy's wife. You know, maybe he was doing okay. me a favor. So maybe I should thank him for that. You know, it is really interesting to hear about somebody who's kind of on the receiving end of this. I mean, you know, Justin Timberlake's been in the news because of Britney's book. Yeah. And that's why I asked you about when you say she's bummed. Is she bummed just about the principle that he did it? or about specific things that he said. I can't speak on my wife's emotions. I can just tell you what I observed. And I think my wife was disappointed, you know? But I mean, how do you think the royal family feel? How do you think Prince Charles feels? How do you think, um, yeah. how do you think Prince William feels? Like, I mean, <laughs> and the thing is, Jerry, Meghan Markle feels Meghan Markle's dad is writing. How do all these people feel? They're, they're bummed out. I think it's shock. I think it's a, a betrayal. But don't put the Chiron. Jerry O'Connell says 
Stamos betrayed. I'm not calling anybody out. I don't want but to. You just, you, just, wait, wait, wait. you just said it was a betrayal. We live in the same neighborhood. I said it is. I, I'm not calling anyone out personally. Please. I don't want anybody sneaking up on me. Like, yeah, we don't we don't want any, any beef. Yeah, yeah. I don't want any beef. We don't want any beef. Please. No beef. I live a simple life. I got to go to volleyball <laughs> practice with my kids. I just want to, like, sit in the parking lot of uh, Ralph's and just. <laughs> in a massage chair (laughs) (laughs) okay listen we we love we love talking to you go back to your massage chair we really appreciate it thank you for changing thank you for changing the chiron jerry o'connell sorry jerry o'connell asked about about justin how about that thank you you ask you get you You ask you get this way nobody's (laughs) nobody's yelling at me in uh in the vaughn's parking lot thank you have a safe right, flight back, Jerry. Love you guys. See ya. All right, man. See you later. <laughs> okay. He is so funny. We got to take a break. He's the best. All right. When we come back, Halle Berry versus Drake. Yeah, he used her image to promote a new record. She's getting slimed and she's not happy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Halle Berry is pissed off at Drake over an image that has overtones of sexual subjugation. Yes, and especially because Drake is using that image of Halle Berry um, to promote his song with SZA. The song is called uh, Slime You Out, and that is the image that he used, an image of Halle Berry from the Kids' Choice Awards, I don't know, was it 2012, when she got slimed. And, so, and that was innocent enough when Everybody it saw when he posted, when right. the song came out and he posted that image, um, like, oh, I guess Halle Berry and Drake are cool. And he let, she's like, yeah, fine, use my photo. They're not cool. Or Her, she's not cool with him. Yeah, she is not cool about this at all. Uh, but says Drake did reach out. So this all sort of came out on social media. People asked Halle Berry, what did you think about Drake using it? She said... He didn't get my permission. That's not cool. I thought better of him. Hence my post today. When people you admire disappoint you, you have to be the bigger person and move on. And then someone else chimes in and said that he doesn't compare to you. She said, he did have his people call my people. And I said, no, I didn't like that image of slime all over my face in association with his song. And he chose to do it anyway. You see, that is the disrespect. And when not she, cool. And when she says that she didn't like the image in connection with the song. The, the song, the term they use, Slime you is about sexually dominating somebody, subjugating them, and she just didn't want it. The interesting part about this is he didn't really have to get her permission in the first place because the And that's image, why he still did it, even though the right. answer was no. But it's interesting because this is uh, a Getty picture. Getty images basically owns this photo and you can license it. So they didn't, he didn't have to go to her, but by going to her, 
When she says no, he didn't. Well, now you've put yourself in a bad position. Right. This is not actual official cover art for his single. If you go to YouTube and look up at the song, there's different art there. What this was is it was a photo he posted on his Instagram to plug the song. So it was sort of just him plugging it on social media. It wasn't anything official. Uh, and yet, Halle Berry is upset but, uh, about it. But wait a minute, that's official. I mean, no, it's it, it's not official on YouTube not, it, though. It, it, like, it's, it's not the thing that's no, no, actually no. making You're money. Right, it's not official, but it, but he made it in the official sense of that marketing. Kind of par for the course for Drake, frankly. And you look, and honestly, this picture and this whole song, everything, and everything, it is in fact vulgar. It is in fact sexually suggestive. Everybody knows exactly what he's getting at with this whole thing. Uh, so I can understand why Halle Berry wanted no part of that. Uh, and she has every right to be mad at him, and frankly, rightly so, I think. Yeah. Why'd you ask? Right. If don't you were going to do it anyway. Well, you know, I asked her because wanted. he was hoping that she was going to say she's he into it and that she would help and that she would help sort of promote it. But you know the downside to that, which is if she says no, you're in a bind. But Drake doesn't think anyone's going to say no. I think that's right. <laughs> I yeah, think that's right. Halle Berry's a little too classy for all that. Yeah. I guess they when weren't. you look at percentages, he probably does get people saying yes to a whole lot because they want to be associated with, uh, with Drake music. Uh, but he had to know... Obviously, he knew what he was talking, what what the message was with Slime because it was his song, and he had to know there was a chance she was going to say no, which she did. But it's like, what was his end game to say? Well, screw it, I'm going to do it anyway. I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Hey, my name is Sizzle Fool. I'm from Denver, Colorado, and I mean, I heard the song, and I didn't really take it so badly. I didn't take it as he was like sexualizing her or anything like that. So I didn't look at it as so horrible, but also when she says no, I think you should probably stick with the no that she gave, regardless if you don't really need the permission. I feel like he should have stuck with the no because I mean, no means no. It's gonna be interesting what he does going forward. Is this a lesson learned where- Or is it kind of brilliant on his part in that he got more he knows, publicity. Right, her, her not wanting it, and he knows he doesn't need a permission, it gets more publicity. You are so Machiavellian. Hmm. Now, Drake is the Machiavellian one, not me. I was going to say I respect that. We are going to move on. Britney Spears' ex, Sam Isgari. Uh, we told you that he had dropped uh, some weight. 40 pounds. 40 pounds, which it just to me, I, I know he looks more ripped at this point, but I didn't know this guy had 40 pounds to lose. So obviously, when people lose weight these days, especially in Hollywood, the first question everyone goes is, Ozempic. Yes, they start singing the Ozempic theme. Um, but we got Sam Esgari out. Uh, I believe he was leaving the gym, <laughs> appropriately, and talked to him about, look, even Oprah has admitted, look, she, she's using but it's these not meds. The only, it's not the only way to do and it. And she's not gonna be ashamed of it. So we figured we should ask Sam, did, it, did any medication play a role in his weight loss? Here's what he said. I heard you lost 40 pounds. Congratulations. Okay, I don't like the tip. 
stay away from, from yeah, cookies. Stay away but from everything cookies. else sounds pretty good. And I think when people say like, oh, that person's on Ozempic, they mean it like, oh, they're cutting corners. They couldn't do it naturally. It shouldn't be looked but that way. We've seen Sam Asghari really put in the work. So uh, it doesn't apply here. He's we know he's dedicated. He's a physical trainer. You know what? I want to apologize to Oprah that I even mentioned her name in this story, but it's not fair to compare the two of them. Well, That's no, but, not, but hold on. There are two things going on here. One is that Sam Asghari has a lifestyle that's conducive to this. And exactly. when, when he gets into that shape, that's his base shape. I mean, maybe he got, and right. I, I, I mean, I, I hate to even use the word, maybe in the, his head he got a little soft, but he knows how to get back to it because that's his base. For a lot of people, that's not their base, but I agree, with, soft I agree with Oprah. There should be no shame in using Ozempic if it makes you healthy. And if it makes you lose weight to a point where you're not in danger of getting diabetes, um, ailments, respiratory ailments and things, why would we shame that? We should encourage that. Indeed. So, I mean, it, you know, that question, as far as I'm concerned, asking him that, no shame in the game. Yeah. Also, shout out to Cookies. <laughs> Hi, James and Florence from the forum. Um, I think the Ozempic... Uh, conversation for me is uh, a little scary. I think if you're using it the right way, um, I think it's fine. But for me, I would worry about the long-term effects. I know everyone's looking for a quick fix, and I understand that, that it's, it's an issue that a lot of people have, but I definitely would be worried about the long-term effects on my overall health. Yeah, I mean, you should be. And it, people should check into it. And there may, listen, Consult there, may be, there may be something of a risk because it is fairly new. There's also a risk with obesity. And I, I'm obviously not Sam, but right. there is a risk with that. And you have to weigh the risks Sounds and the steep. benefits. And ex Exactly. How's this for a metaphor? Vanilla Ice, Rob Van Winkle, yes. is the music world's onion that there are still layers. 30 plus years later, so many layers being peeled back on this guy's life. And I read a story that just absolutely blew my oh, mind. Oh, I read it too. So we are thrilled to say that he is joining us right now, the man, the myth, uh, to talk about his connections to Pablo Escobar, who apparently was like a good buddy <laughs> back in the 90s. Uh, in Miami. This is an incredible story. Uh, Rob, welcome back to TMZ Live. How you doing, man? Hey, Rob. Thanks, guys. Yeah, good to be here, man. I know I, there's many chapters to my life. And when I was racing boats back in Miami, I lived on Star Island for like 14 years. And it was right at Government Cut. And I was always into motocross racing. I'd race anything. I still do. I'm very competitive. I love that, you know. And uh, we would go to a place called Fort Apache, which is uh, 188th Street, and that's where all the stories from the cocaine cowboys to all this stuff that most people know of today, but it goes much bigger than just that, you know, that's just the kind of uh, Netflix, you know, stories. There's mm -hmm. a whole bunch of the cocaine cow cowboy stories that are all over this 188th Street. And uh, they knew that I was into racing boats, and back then we didn't have, you know, uh, Google, you couldn't check people out, and you really didn't ask anybody what you did for a living. <laughs> and it, it, it was just, you know what? People had money. It's Miami. I mean, I, for Christ's sake, I live next door to Don Johnson, directly next door to Don Johnson and Melanie Griffith. The irony of you're living next to the star of Miami Vice. Right. <laughs> yeah, Pablo Escobar would stop by 
to talk racing boats with you. Unbelievable chapters. <laughs> I could sit on the front porch with you guys and tell you story after story, but so, yeah. So do this, like just set the scene of how you encountered him, what you talked about. Um, it, it's just a great story. So you don't know anybody, and Pablo was into racing boats, I was into racing boats, and he really did a lot of great things for the boat industry because the money he spread around to, uh, I guess, traffic the drugs also spread into the racing boat community. So a lot of my racing boat friends that used to come to the... Uh, you know, races with a, an old beat-up pickup missing three hubcaps, you know. Now they're driving Ferraris, and people have money. They got, you know, amazing stuff they never had before. And it's like, what's going on? So the boats got faster. All of a sudden, all these new uh, uh, molds are being made for fiberglass and new materials like carbon fiber and uh, just horsepower after horsepower race and a lot of money going into it. So... Uh, Pablo actually, you know, they all that money and, 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 and stuff was going into the boat racing community, which I was a part of. Do you think, looking back, and I'm not asking you to name any names, but do you think, looking back, that some of those people in the boat racing world who suddenly had much faster boats were being asked to do things, pick up some things maybe for Pablo? Absolutely, and um, they were dredging certain areas and stuff around a place called Beer Can Island, which is right out of the cut coming in, uh, out of Hallover, and you could fly through this thing called Beer Can Alley, and if you don't know where the shallow parts are, you run in, you run ashore. So I knew all these because they would just take me through there, and I'd go, whoa, 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 don't go through there, man, we're going to hit shore, and they would laugh. They have a snake <laughs> path that they go through there for the drug runners at midnight, they have special boats that are all made of black, you know, carbon fiber and super horsepower race boats. I mean, this was the craziest time of my life, and I just thought they were all racers. <laughs> oh, my wow. God. Well, no, okay. I, I mean, they were no racing. Okay. They were Literally. racing. Just, I lived in Miami before that, and um, I know that it, this kind of became a hub for drugs. And uh, did you ever see anything where you said, Oh, that's what's going on here. Right at the end of the whole mess, when I uh, was talking with my good friend Juan Almeida, he was sweating profusely, and he go, I go, what's wrong, bro? And it wasn't even that hot out. And we were at the uh, Fort Apache Marina there, eating on 188th Street. And, uh, and I, he goes, don't turn around, there's a guy back there with a spy pin on. And I go, what? A spy pin? And I go, maybe that'll explain why the FBI was asking me questions. And he goes, he goes, what did they ask you? And he goes, they asked me why I took $1.7 million in hefty bags in cash and loaded it up in the front of my Ferrari and in the front seat. And then I tried to deposit it. He goes, why did you do that? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's unbelievable how many things in, uh, that I just was clueless to back in the 90s. And you don't ask questions, and you're just racing boats. And uh, I was basically, you know, young and dumb. And that's, that's what it was for me. I just look at it like, God, what a moment of my life. And then all of a sudden, I saw the submarine story. It's called the Odessa Project. And uh, in the Odessa project, they tried to buy a Cold World submarine. They actually did purchase a Cold World submarine from, from <laughs> Russia. So they had a small submarine that was moving some drugs back and forth from Ecuador. And then they said, let's go bigger so we can get more. And uh, it was $30 million. They had it done and uh, red flag to everybody. And that kind of sent out the message. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of people got busted. 
and went down, and this was where the story, the Odessa Project, which is on Netflix, I guess, and stuff, and they go, one of the questions in there, they go, uh, the, the, one of the Russian guys, he goes, so how did uh, all these guys meet each other? Like, how did Juan Almeida meet Tarzan and, and all these, uh, these guys? And, 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 and they mysteriously, in the show, they go, believe it or not, Vanilla Ice. <laughs> <laughs> I love the hefty bag was the tip-off. <laughs> hey, Rob, thanks so much for being with us, man. Uh, we so can't wait to hear the next chapter. Right. <laughs> You're welcome, guys. I wish you all the best and uh, all the best for the holidays, everybody. Yes, man. You, you too, too, Rob. That is a crazy story. I love that. A life lived to its fullest. No kidding. Know? No kidding. Bradley Cooper's got a food truck. He and a buddy decided to... Uh, Boy, times are tough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the strike's over, badly. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, this was actually something they're doing for charity. Um, it was, uh, they were, did a little pop-up, and all the proceeds are going to uh, charity to, to feed... Um, the homeless people in New homeless York. Homeless people in New York. So, great thing he's doing. And he's also, because he's Bradley Cooper, and he's actually working there in the truck, he's getting some very famous customers. Like every ex-girlfriend and very <laughs> current girlfriend. too. Uh, Arena Shake stopped by. Gigi Hadid, who is, he, uh, I think, Arena is dating is ex uh, and mother of their daughter. I have a grievance. <laughs> They're serving uh, cheesesteaks. Yeah. Why do they use Cheese Whiz and American cheese? It just never made sense to me. I mean, American cheese, I know it's popular. It Hang on a second, let me give you a soapbox. It doesn't what do you want? have a taste. And I, so what, were, what are you proposing? How are you gonna make the famous Philly cheesesteak better? Harvey Levin, here we go. Okay, <clears throat> I would do sharp cheese and then offer Gouda as a second option. That's Gouda? I, yes, it would be delicious. Gouda? Oh, I think Gouda would I, be I would delicious. love to get a video of you going anywhere in Philadelphia and asking for Gouda on your cheesesteak. Boy, I'd love to see that. Hey, this is Tom Johnson in Chicago. The best thing about it is, you know, like most guys wouldn't want their ex-girlfriend to see them working a food truck, but Bradley <laughs> Cooper looks cooler for it. That man is a magician. Yeah, yeah. yeah when you're a, Bradley Cooper. It's a little different. You, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny, though. That was funny. Who do you think is more thirsty? We're going to show you something in just a second. Is it... Is it David Beckham who's more thirsty or Victoria, they are joined his wife who shot the video and posted it? They are joined at the hip in this one. <laughs> well, yes, that's what a lot of people are thinking <laughs> when they see this maneuver. So Victoria posted this, said, oh, David's just doing his morning workout. I think she said something like uh, push-ups with Loverboy over here. Now, those aren't your typical push-ups. They're what? not. It's actually a yoga stretch. But you know why she's doing this. Of course she knew exactly what she was do, doing. Nothing to do with exercise. And she nailed it because all the comments are definitely sexually charged. There um, are none that are not. Yeah. There are none that are not. And if there were, she probably deleted them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's not what this is for. <laughs> okay, guys, we will see you tomorrow. <laughs> 